The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Farlands or Bust indeed. We are in our luxury underground hidey hole here that we made. <laughs> Ooh, this is this is quite nice. The guy could get used to this kind of extra space and legroom. Could have some some company over. But uh, yeah, we're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave it behind because we need to begin here episode 549 of Far Lands or Bust, as we, yes, I know Wolfie, as we continue walking to the Far Lands West in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3 with our companion Wolfie and uh, our extra boats and, and planks of wood and and wool and iron chest plate that I'm needlessly carrying around and creepers. There's creepers. So we're continuing on here in episode 549 on a Saturday, Saturday, January 9th, 2016. We are continuing indeed. And we're continuing to raise money for Child's Play Charity. Let's go through here, why don't we? Continuing to raise money for Child's Play Charity over at farlandsorbust.com. Sorry, I don't know why I was... I'd never really considered the fact that when a block is arranged like this, that the points are, are touching. So now on a on a, an atomic scale, are they actually touching? Not touching? Or or is this some sort of microscopic razor's edge? Could you fit a piece of paper between those two? Is that like the the blocks of the the Great Pyramids or something like that? Accuracy? Uh, it doesn't matter, Kurt. It's a video game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at FarlandsOfBus.com, we're raising money for Child's Play Charity. They get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. And we are up to $20,416 and fit a cent. 34% of the way to our Child's Play charity goal for season fa fa six. Season fa la 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 six. Season six, which is $60,000. So I appreciate everybody's continued donations. When you donate, you can ask a question and uh, I will... I will uh, most likely answer it in an upcoming episode of Far Lands or Bust and, and take it on a long tangent. A long, far tangent from the original question asked, but you will give me many, many minutes of, of things to talk about because there are many, many hours, many, many hours of walking to the Far Lands remaining. So I do appreciate uh, all those donations, all the questions, uh, everybody, everybody stopping by to view. Hello, how are you? Are you new here? Do you have questions about Farlands or Bust? Typically, typically, comments, uh, art commenters, frequent Farlanders reply with, with proper answers. Specifically, you might have a question as to why when I was looking at those blocks back there, why is the, why is the, the selection, the bounding box all off kilter, off center? And why are you, uh, walking so jittery? That's every single video. Why is everything so laggy or jittery or, uh, what's wrong with the video? Uh, that's this is how I play the game. <laughs> this is how it looks when I'm playing the game uh, and it translates to the video maybe a little bit worse in the video because you're watching it on a smaller scale unless you watch it in full screen but also 
30 frames per second might accentuate the uh, jitteriness more so than the 70, 90, whatever I'm actually getting whilst playing. Um, but yeah, that's because we're so far. Far out, man! We, at last count, are 2,266,779 blocks from spawn. But that was back in June. Was that back in June? Or March? Oh, that was March. Was it May? Beginning of summer, 2014, or 2015, gosh, is when we last pressed F3. And I, I won't press F3 again until we raise that $60,000 for Child's Play charity. So yeah, when you're that far from 0, zero you get the floating point precision. Uh, which was, uh, I did watch a few people's playthroughs of the Minecraft story mode when they went to the Far Lands in the latest episode of that. And they're explaining what the Far Lands were, and it's it's a dangerous place, full of mystery at the edge of the world, full of floating points and Perlin noise. <laughs> I'm like, no? <laughs> That's not what it is. It's not full of floating points. I don't think you know what a floating point is, my friend. I don't either, but they don't know what a floating point is. No, I do. I do. I recently, only recently figured that out last year when we, uh, when this little jitteriness doubled. I went back to the border because it's about uh, two texture pixels off. If you can see the edge of the block there. Two, two texture pixels. Texture pixels! There we go. One, two. Uh, it used to be one texture pixel and we passed a threshold that uh, doubled it instantaneously. It's not a gradual thing. It's a There's a definite border. So I went back and found that border and did, did some ex little fun experiments last season. Uh, you could probably find that video just by um, YouTube searching Farlands uh, Floating Point, I think is what I titled it. Floating Point Boundary, I think, perhaps. A uh, little neat stuff, a little neat science that not many other people have done in Minecraft. Certainly nobody's walked this far uh, and and recorded it all and uploaded it all to YouTube to have been able to pass all these little milestones to actually experiment with them. But uh, we are doing just that. We are doing just that indeed. There is a way that, just like the Far Lands, is an error on the coding side of things in Minecraft. Notch! This was back when he was actually working on Minecraft. Uh, it was intended to use... Uh, what was it intended to use? It wasn't intended to use floats. It was intended to use... Uh, other an, an, Another method of player positioning that would have smoothed it out. But they accidentally, in a few parts of the code, left the float in. And that's why we float, and that's why we get the jitteriness. Uh, and uh, there, there, there potentially might be reason, especially when we double it the next time, uh, there might be reason to, to implement that fix on our own end. Just, just so, you know, when it gets... I know it can be a little bit much for, for some of you watching, uh, which is why there is an audio-only podcast version if you just want to listen to the audio from the episode. Uh, it might, when it gets to the point where it starts to bother me as the player, as the person uh, behind the camera here, then then that would probably be a good time for the sake of the series to uh, make a quick fix and then continue on that way. But yeah, we're doing it this way for now, because it's kind of one of the fun things that we're starting to, we've experienced uh, with uh, Walking to the Far Lands. Wolves! Or wolf! Say hello, Wolfie! Woof! 
<laughs> Indeed. There's also a spider. A wolf spider? Get it? Isn't that like an actual kind of spider? Oh, brother. So yeah, indeed, indeed, and I'm actually uh, just gonna jump right into these questions. It's uh, answer Saturday, uh, and uh, we're gonna be just jumping right into these uh, questions I've got through Child's Play Charity from donors like you, from donors like Ant, A-N-T, Ant. Speaking of spiders and ants and, and wolf spiders and wolf ants, Ant says, you've mentioned you prefer walking in natural environments versus in towns and cities. Taking that into account, are there still any cities you would like to visit, and if so, why those places? I thought about this when I first copied and pasted the question over to my, my notepad here, and I really can't think of one. Like a city, like you're talking about a city. Like, oh, I want to go to Paris. I've already been to Paris. I didn't necessarily want to go to Paris, but that's where that Minecon was. Uh, and I saw the Eiffel Tower, and I'm like, whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> so, um, and I'm, I don't know that there's any, like, cities. Cities that I want to visit. I flew through L.A. and felt it to be very claustrophobic. I have really no reason to visit L.A. Um, even though I didn't tourist around San Francisco, like, I, I could be alright never seeing the Golden Gate Bridge up, up in person. I've seen pictures. I'm a, I'm a real party pooper. <laughs> um, I mean, I liked Portland, so I could return to Portland, but honestly, I think, the, you know, just as a city, but I, I think the main thing that I liked about it was the surrounding nature stuff and, and the coast and uh, the gorge and the, the rivers and stuff. Same thing, you know, here in Phoenix. I moved to Phoenix, not because I like Phoenix. There's things to like about Phoenix that I've found since living here, but I moved here because I like the, the weather, the environment, the nature, the proximity to parks and Grand Canyons and, and, and the things like that. So I'm trying to think if there's a city. And I can't. I cannot think. All of my, my lists of places to go are all based around the, the natural environments. Like, okay, go to California, but do Yosemite or uh, the Redwoods. Um, go to, uh, you know, Australia. Not for Sydney or anything like that, but for, uh, you know, the different... Wildlife for, and, and, and hiking and, and environments around there and the, the oceans and the coast and do some great white shark watching or something. But uh, yeah, I really can't think of like a city or, or, or anything that I can... Yes, I want to go for the city to experience this town or this architecture or this specific place. Um, nope. I mean, it'd be, I guess the only reason... Or if I were to somehow end up in L.A., one of the things I'd want to do would be to go see Endeavor uh, at the museum, the space shuttle Endeavor uh, at that museum, because that's the only uh, uh, space shuttle I've not seen up close. <laughs> uh, I saw Discovery not at Washington, D.C., but I've seen it when it was in the VAB when they were preparing it to go to the Smithsonian. Let's go to sleep! <laughs> And awakeness. All right, yeah, I saw all these skeletons and stuff spawning, and I'm like, I should stop talking and sleep. 
so yeah, that's like the only thing I could consider wanting to see in or around LA per se. Uh, but yeah, I saw Discovery on the pad <laughs> when I went to see it launch, and it didn't. <laughs> um, a couple of times, actually, at Kennedy Space Center. But then I saw it the last time up close and personal in the VAB as they were preparing it uh, for uh, transport to Smithsonian. Uh, and then I saw back uh, at uh, the Visitor Center uh, Atlantis, that, that whole setup, which is really cool. The whole museum... Uh, display they have there. So I've, I've yet to see Endeavor. So that... Uh, but I'm not going out of my way. <laughs> I mean, all the space shuttles tend to look alike. Uh, maybe I'll wait until it is... Because I think I think at the... Uh, I don't know what it's called. The LA Science Center or something that got it. I think they're planning... Right now it's just in a hangar, but I think they're planning on building a display that mounts it in its vertical launch configuration with a with a fake external tank and uh, solid rocket boosters, whereas Discovery in Washington D.C. is displayed in the hangar on its on its wheels, kind of in landing configuration, and Atlantis is displayed at Kennedy Space Center in flight configuration, uh, up on an angle with its bay doors open and the arm out, uh, which is really cool, honestly, to just get the sense of the scale of the payload bay and everything. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I can't I can't think of like a city. Uh, I mean, uh, it would be all right, I guess. To, to... but again, <laughs> it doesn't feel like I'm going for the city. Uh, like like Egypt, seeing like I just mentioned the uh, the pyramids, the great pyramids of Egypt, or you know the the, the ancient Egyptian buildings and uh, and things would be interesting, but even then, I don't think traveling to Egypt, the country, uh, I, don't, I don't think that would be a good exchange. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't, uh, that, that wouldn't level out. So, no offense if you're watching from Egypt, which you're probably not, because they don't really allow many things there. Um, freedoms and whatnot, to the best of my recollection. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I, I literally cannot think of a city. Like, okay, you could think of some like little towns or, or cities and say, say Iceland or or, or something. But I, I really want to go to Iceland or, or like New Zealand for for the the nature stuff, <laughs> for the mountains and the uh, the glaciers and the blah 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 blah. Uh, oop! I need to make them. Need to make another boat. Make a couple. So yeah, thanks for that question. That, like, really got me thinking. I'm like, I don't think there is, like, a city that I want to visit that I have yet to visit. Boop. So we're continuing on. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Deep Fried Certified had two questions. Uh, the first one I answered last episode was about what movie or song makes you cry. Uh, the second question, completely unrelated, what are the best and worst things about having a beard? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like asking, what are the best and worst things about having eyebrows? It kind of serves no functional purpose. Uh, it makes me not look like I'm 12 years old. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, it looks, it makes me look more older than, than I maybe feel or would appear otherwise. Um... Worst things? There's some annoyances. 
I suppose. Um, not many, though. It is, it is, you know, people will, like, want to grow a beard because, oh, I'm lazy, I don't want to shave all the time. Well, actually, it takes, in my estimation, it's actually more work to maintain a beard or any sort of facial hair than it is to just completely clean shave it off. You can just go and you're done with it, uh, as opposed to with the beard you got to be trimming it, otherwise it looks all un 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 ungangly and, and unruly and, and unkempt. Uh, you gotta trim very carefully. If you mess up, then everything's all lop lopsided or whatever, and uh, and stuff like that. I have an unfortunate habit. I've gotten better with it. Look at that floating tree. <laughs> it's just up there floating on it. It's, it's a little, uh, little block of dirt. Floating tree. Good old floating tree. Tree J float. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times indeed. The sky here is rather purple, is it not? Stop being so purple, Sky. Woof. Yeah, Wolfie agrees. Whoa, I turned myself around looking back at him. Say, so, oh, I have a, a habit. Sorry, I got a little bit beside myself. Of, like, twirling? Or just kind of manhandling my my whiskers? I've been doing it a lot to my moustache lately as opposed to, like, my chin. And then I end up, you know, like, finding myself pulling hairs out in some sort of nervous anxiety driven tick or something like that and I'm like ah and every time that happens I'm like I'm making my beard thinner and thinner and, and more unruly and unkempt look at that tree bye tree have a good time on your journeys I will have a good time on mine so yeah that's like the only annoying thing but that's more my own thing it really isn't in particular to beard ownership as a whole uh, but yeah thanks uh, deep fried certified uh, for those questions. Sorry, I kind of <laughs> delayed that second part there. We have, however, other questions from Z-Car. Z-K-A-R-R. Z-Car. Have you ever considered turning the Cavalier into a track car, either autocross or rallycross? There's a Top Gear episode about cheap rally cars, which is cool. Uh, Cone Dodger and possibly others have suggested this as well. Oh, you can turn it into a, a, a chump car or, or, you know, whatever. There's little uh, race uh, things. One of them's called, like, the 24 Hours of Lemons, where instead of Le Mans, it's lemons, like really crappy cars. Like, your car has to be... I've looked at these things, and your car has to be in total worth less than $500 or something like that, and uh, blah, 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 in order to race it. And yeah, there's a lot of Cavaliers and, and old uh, front-wheel drive coupes and stuff like that that participate in that. Uh, it would be neat, but I don't have space. For those just joining us, I have an old 2004, old, it's, it's good condition, it's less than 100,000 miles, uh, 2004 Chevy Cavalier, two-door, uh, automatic transmission, but manual windows and locks <laughs> uh, car uh, that I got after uh, graduating. Uh, it's been with me for a long time, and it it, it followed me here to Arizona. Uh, but it's since been replaced with a, a new Subaru Crosstrek. And uh, I still have the, uh, the Cavalier for reasons. And, 
you know, people are suggesting I do something with it. Um, I, I don't have room for, like, a race car in my garage. Uh, specifically, if I was to, like, make it into a specific one of these race cars or, or you know, dedicated autocross car or chump car or whatever, there's a lot of rules with some of them, like, oh, you gotta remove all the windows except the windshield and put a roll cage in it and uh, it would essentially make it not street legal anymore. And uh, in addition to not having room for a quote-unquote race car in my garage, uh, I don't have room for a trailer or a truck either to carry around this dedicated race car. Uh, the autocross stuff, I've looked into that. I mean, I could just do that for fun. But again, I've, that's another question I've answered before. Why don't you try that sort of stuff? And uh, I, I give myself very large mental hurdles to trying new things, uh, specifically surrounding the, the social anxiety, the, the, uh, the, the unwillingness to look like an idiot when trying something new and not knowing what to do, the fact that I don't know anybody uh, locally. Uh, who could, like, show me the ropes or anything like that, that I would just be going into things sort of blind. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to keep it um, maybe, you know, I only registered it here in this state for a year till the end of the registration, uh, and then I've, you know, like I said, it's still got, it's got less than 100,000 miles, those runs all right, and the only thing, like, visibly wrong with it is the little plastic uh, on the interior A-pillar covering has come loose and is kind of dangling there and it's I can't reattach it because it was attached via plastic clips that broke and there's no like way to I'm thinking maybe I could like drill a screw in somewhere but I don't know if there's like anything behind there that I gotta worry about I don't know that's the only thing like physically wrong with it there's a little bit rust because it is a, from Illinois it's been through 10 winters a little bit of rust on the front uh, tip of the hood uh, but nowhere else. A couple scratches, a couple of dings and dents. It's got some hail damage that happened a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, nothing major. It still drives fine. Uh, it's got brand new brakes I put on it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, for ease, uh, I'll probably see what CarMax will give me for it. I don't know. Maybe they'll give me, like, two, 2000 maybe. Maybe I'm being optimistic. I don't know. Uh, or I really don't want to sell it. I've never sold a car on my own. I don't want to sell it <laughs> on, like, just to somebody. I could see, though, maybe I've seen similarly conditioned ones for, like, three, three and a half, maybe four thousand. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. That just seems like too much of a hassle that to deal with people. <laughs> Nuts to that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of selling it and then taking the money instead of turning it into a fun autocross uh, junk car. Uh, and then t using that money to go towards an actual fun car. Classic car. Yeah, classic-ish car, fun car. Uh, to, to actually have fun with. Uh, still probably not to like enter into autocross or, or race events or anything like that, but just like a, a, a nice first uh, car to, to learn on sort of thing. Right? All right, Wolfie? Yeah, he agrees with that. So that's what I'm doing, because Wolfie said so. And we're going to sleep. And awakeness. And awakeness indeed. And a question. Whoop, do I have a boat? I do have a boat. I'm also drowning. Look, I have a boat. Jingle Stog asks... 
What was the first time you realized, hey, I'm an adult now for real? When I grew my beard. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know that that's really ever happened, to be honest with you. Um, I probably felt more like a quote-unquote adult before I started YouTube, <laughs> just because then I had like a normal Monday through Friday job that I had to commute to, and I had to have to pay rent and bills and stuff like that and moved out. Probably when I moved out, though, I lived at home, uh, the home I grew up in, uh, with my dad until I was tw late 20s, 27, 28. I honestly can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, graduated college when I was 24. It took a little bit of time. This is going to hurt. Oh, it didn't hurt. All right. Let the let the leaves gently brush across the top of your head. Uh, um, so yeah, I, uh, it took me a while to find a job, but then you know I stayed at home uh, for a while. Uh, my dad didn't force me out or anything like that, and it was decent at the time to be able to save some money. And uh, yeah, it probably wasn't until, uh, but you know, at, at the you know, even though I could have stayed, uh, and he didn't, he didn't say I had to leave or anything like that. Um, I, I just decided I kind of needed to. I needed that, the independence that I'd never had, because uh, I didn't. I, I lived lived in a dorm when in college, so I never like lived in an apartment on my own. I never, uh, blah 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 blah, paid bills and rent and stuff like that. So uh, while completely and utterly thankful to my dad for still having me at home, rent-free and whatever, uh, it uh, it was time, I had the, the itch to, to get out, and uh, so I did, <laughs> so I did, and I rented a place for a while uh, before then getting the, the other place that you guys know with the garage door noise, um, but yeah, that's probably the, f I mean, that was probably the first adult step I took. But I still don't feel like an adult. Uh, I, I sometimes feel old, specifically, in doing this YouTube gaming thing. Because, you know, looking around, you know, the, the broadcasters on Twitch or the channels and the popular videos here on YouTube, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, a whole decade the senior of, of many of those folks and uh, many, many hairs on my head less than a lot of those folks and that's a little bit like oh you know like I feel like I belong kind of this to this community but then again I don't because I feel like and you know there's similar you know there's obviously a lot of us in, in mind crack and a lot of folks you've come to know are, are of my similar age too so there's kind of a a bridge there but I, I don't know I just don't feel like I belong theoretically when looking at the whole picture um, so yeah I don't know that I still do. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that it's possible. I mean, I always look... I mean, I still look at, like, my parents and and stuff as, as adults, you know? Like, when I'm around them or when I go back home, I still feel I revert back into maybe kid mode, and perhaps that's something to explore with some sort of uh, therapist or something. I don't know. Perhaps it is something that is holding me back. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever had any sort of r moment of, of uh, realization or elevation or uh, 
some sort of epiphany that made me think I am an adult now. Uh, possibly during times of when I don't want to be an adult is when I'm like, dang it, I don't want to frickin' figure out my taxes. <laughs> Stupid frickin' TurboTax. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough that that's a tough question there you got there, jolly good. Um, I don't know why I went British, but I did. Um, so yeah, I'm an adult now for real. Well, mm, maybe. Well, I, buying the the Subaru was kind of the first, but even then I did that in a bit of a childish way. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to anybody until I get a deal struck over the internet and on the email. Uh, before I go in to buy the car. So even that I didn't do like in the way that like I, I think of like my my dad the way he buys vehicles or anything. You know, I didn't do that in the, the typical stereotypical let's go out to buy a car way. Which is probably good and I, I hope that kind of starts to be the way things start working. Uh, the The dealerships and the, the industry has to adapt to the next generation or else they will flail and fail and, and we will say good riddance. Good riddance to you. Good riddance indeed. We will simply drive our 2004 Chevy Cavaliers until they, until they disintegrate into the ground. Ooh. Zombles? Okay, well, there's a spawner somewhere around here. Woof! Yeah, Wolfie. Wolfie smells it too! Ah, oh, there's definitely a spawner somewhere around here. We haven't seen a spawner in a while. That's the only reason I'm kind of curious. Oh! Or not. It's just a guy. It's just a guy. Or maybe it. It's just a couple guys. Uh, nah, yeah, I think it's just a couple guys taking a dip, <laughs> so we'll let them have their privacy. <laughs> They're still wearing clothes, it's okay. It's nothing weird. Uh, um, where was I? Oh, another question. Yeah, we got time for another question. From K-O-R. What are your computers named? Do you have any particular theme or just whatever takes your fancy at the time? I do indeed have a theme. I've mentioned this before. It is, of course, space-themed. Uh, the current computer we're playing on is Enceladus, the moon of Saturn or Jupiter? It's somebody's moon. I think it's the moon of Jupiter. Uh, previously, the computer previous to this, which we actually started the Far Lines of Bus journey on, was Ganymede. Uh, because I, the, the, the case was very large and, and gray, like Ganymede, which is Jupiter's largest moon. Um, even though Enceladus here took that same case and then Ganymede was put into a smaller case. Um, so I had Ganymede, Enceladus, I think previously... Uh, that other computer might not have... might have existed before I started this naming convention. Uh, but then, like, I've had laptops that I've named Mercury. Um, I have certain networking implements called Quest, like the Quest airlock on the International Space Station. 
because uh, that's where you connect. <laughs> that's where the space shuttle connects. So clearly that's what my, my router or whatever's got to be. Uh, and uh, Zarya or uh, Zvezda, which are the, some of the Russian uh, modules on the uh, International Space Station, some of the first modules uh, that were up there. Uh, so yeah, I had a laptop, a little small netbook called Mercury. Uh, kind of both after the planet and the Mercury capsule, because it was a small mobile uh, capsule. Uh, did I do phones? I th I'm not sure if I did phones. You really can't name phones, can you? You can, but I, I kind of just have simply stopped and simply uh, have started to describe them as, oh, this is the Nexus 6 or 5 or, you know, whatever, just so I'll know what it is when it pops up on Bluetooth or a uh, connection somewhere. But yeah, I've been going with the, the space... Uh, the the astronomical bodies, not not after any planets except for maybe that Mercury one. Uh, not any planets. I've been choosing moons. There are definitely far more varied and interesting moon names out there to choose from. So yeah, I do have to think about a name for the new computer as I'm building it. I was thinking since it is water cooled, uh, even though Enceladus also has a water. It's an ice planet with water ocean underneath it. Uh, I was thinking of Europa. Uh, Europa, since it is water-cooled, and as we know, Europa is uh, the moon of Saturn. Is Saturn or Jupiter? I see Saturn and Jupiter both have way too many moons, and I always confuse who is with who. I know Titan is with Saturn, and uh, Ganymede is with Jupiter, but uh, the rest I, I, I always confuse. But yeah, Europa, Europa is Jupiter, right? Or is it Saturn? Ah, I think it's Jupiter. Uh, Europa is the one. Europa Report, if you saw that movie. If you haven't, I really highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Europa Report, uh, the movie where they go visit Europa. Uh, the actual moon Europa. Uh, no, that's Cassini. No, is it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Cassini's been checking out Europa, right? Yeah, yeah okay, then, then that's Saturn. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, Europa is the one that is an ice... Got an ice crust... But it, it, it has geysers of, of water that can be seen spitting out liquid water from the subsurface ocean that uh, recently got approved to uh, for, for a NASA mission, a robotic mission to uh, investigate. Uh, so they think that there is definitely a, a liquid, salty, briny water ocean. More water than there is even existent on the planet Earth <laughs> is contained within Europa. So I'm thinking Europa... Ooh, look at that. Ah, we missed it. That's a shame. Uh, this is actually going to be tough to uh, build a hidey hole into sand, so we're going to go over here. See, I'm thinking Europa. But then again, it's also a very large computer. So I was trying to think of like a large moon or body. Uh, Titan? I don't know if I like Titan. Titan doesn't sound like a computer to me, because I think of Titan, I think of the... The atmosphere and the red, you know, I kind of go for a color theme. I guess you're sitting up there, Wolfie. Color and size kind of approach. I mean, this computer is uh, black. It's got a black case with no window on it, so it's certainly not like Europa, <laughs> which is a, a very white, snowy, icy blue. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to, have to think about it. It's kind of something that I f make my final decision when I'm installing the operating system and it asks me, what would you like to name this? And oh, crumbs! 
I didn't pick up enough wood. I guess we're just going to have enough to make two beds here. And remember, hopefully next episode, to pick up more wood. Oops. <laughs> I'm, I'm all distracted. Talking a bun bunch of stuff. A bunt? Mmm, <laughs> bunt cake. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, place down the bed. So yeah, maybe lend me your suggestions. As to sticking to moons, sticking to moons. I mean, I've even considered... I think I named something uh, Vesta before and uh, Ceres, which are the dwarf planet and asteroid belt objects. Uh, I mean, even stuff like that. Or just like cool names as well. Cool names are, are kind of up my alley as well. Just something like maybe the, the name, the Greek god or whatever uh, that the name is after means something that I could apply to the computer. But yeah, I do. I, that, that's the theme. That That is the theme, everybody. That there is the theme indeed, and the theme here of Farlands of Bust is going to farlandsabust.com to donate to Child's Play Charity. Every amount counts, every amount helps get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world, as Child's Play Charity does, and uh, also gets you the chance to ask a question in the comment of that donation, which I will get to in a future episode of Farlands of Bust. Thank you so much for watching. Everybody have a good weekend. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. Hey, I'm an adult now for real.